Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Hi, Niall. I have found myself in a bit of an unusual and ridiculous situation. I'd love to hear what your listeners think. Myself and my wife finally bought our dream house. There's a bit of a theme today on houses, isn't there? Three months ago, after a year of being outbid and searching. It's in the perfect, perfect location and is everything we ever dreamed of and more. Here comes the unusual and ridiculous situation. After two weeks living in the house, my wife started to say that she was getting weird, a weird vibe off the place. She said she could feel a spirit living in the house and it made her very uncomfortable. She's claiming that the keys and other small items are being moved from where she left them. Doors are opening and closing by themselves. And most recently, when she sits downstairs, she can hear footsteps walking around upstairs. I've never noticed any of these things. My wife has a habit of misplacing things and is an old enough type of house anyway. The pipes make noise and the doors could probably do with being rehung. But she's convinced that there's a spirit living in the house. I came home from work last Friday to find her and my mother-in-law walking around basically asking the walls to give them a sign. They told me that my mother-in-law apparently feels the spirit presence as soon as she entered the house and now she's just trying to work out if it's friendly. My wife spent the whole weekend researching the house and eventually found out that the previous owner had an elderly woman died in the house 20-ish years ago. Uh, they know they now want to get a priest in to bless the house, to send the spirit off to the next world or something like that. Niall, this has gotten to the point of ridiculousness. I can't, that I can't comprehend. My wife has become obsessed with the subject and says that if I refuse to let uh, her get the house blessed, that she'll have to move out. I'm not opposed to the idea, but I, I just don't want to be feeding into the nonsense or this nonsense in case she's not happy with it and decides that she wants to go further and start putting salt in corners or some other kind of BS. Maybe one of your listeners had a similar experience and could give me some guidance. Would, uh, well, would I be wrong to feed into this? Or is it the only way to get through this and get over it? Now... I don't know if you've ever lived in a haunted house or you've ever been to a haunted house or maybe you believe in spirits and you believe all of that and maybe the husband's got it all wrong here and he should be more understanding of his wife's feelings. Maybe she naturally soaks up the spirits just like the mother-in-law. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-008. What should he do? Should he pander to her and let her get the priest in or whatever she wants to do to get the house blessed and put salt in corners or whatever it is she wants to do or do you think the wife is being ridiculous the number is 087-188-008 that's 087-188-008 do you think your house is haunted have you ever lived in a haunted house or is this just madness 087-188-008 and you're in Ireland's classic kids how you doing Nan? Hello, Nile. Good afternoon to you. I love your show, by the way. Ah, thanks very much, Anne. I have the radio on 24 hours a day. No wonder my ESP bill is sky high. <laughs> so am I, are you saying that I'm? it's my fault that your ESP bill is so high? <laughs> I'll send you the bill. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Anne, I tell you, you, you have a problem in your house. I, I live in Stillorgan, right? Right. In Dublin. And um, it happened clear as day. <clears throat> 26th of March 
this year. Right, okay. And, sorry, I have the dates written down. I'm great okay. at dates. I was good at history in school. Right, okay. <laughs> so the you, same yeah, age you, as yourself. And you uh, keep everything noted down, do you? You write it all down. No, well, I, I don't have a diary this year, but cause I, 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 I was in Lincoln's for three months. I'll tell you what happened. No, I'll tell you about the ghost. Right, tell me about the ghost. <clears throat> the 26th of March, right. half four in the morning. Right. I live in a four-bedroom house on my own. I have four that's children. A, that's, a big house, that's, a, that's a big house on your own, isn't it? In Stroke, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I moved from room to room to room to room. Okay. And I ended up in Daniel's room. Right, so okay. he's, the, he's your son. Yeah. My son. Yeah. He's in Mexico at the moment. Right. He bought a nice house in Dunleary. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Right. I moved into his room. Right. The box room, right? Daniel's room, okay. Daniel's room. Saturday at 4.30 in the morning, I had my little chihuahua beside me in the bed, right? What's the chihuahua's name? Bell. Bell, the chihuahua. Okay, just so we all, we're all clear about what we're talking about here. So, Bell and, right. Bell and you were in Daniel's box room. Okay, go on, four o'clock box in the morning. Room. Yeah. And it was 4.30 in the morning. I okay. wasn't sleeping well. Right. Maybe I was worse than Margaret Thatcher, getting right. maybe three hours a night. Right. right. Okay. Next of all, I see this woman coming into my room, and there's a hanger on the, the, the back of the door, and she was kind of lifting, she had a pink gown on her. Right. I didn't recognize her. Smaller, I'm only five foot two. I said she was five foot, about 62 years of age, right? Right. And she, I said, what are you doing here? How'd you get here? And she, um, she waved at me and smiled. Right. And she went out and then she came back and she smiled again. I said, what age? And were you terrified, Anne? No, wait till I tell you. She's a very no. calm woman. I'd have been out the window. Wait till I tell you. I'll tell you, I know I was terrified. Wait. Right. So I, um, no. She disappeared. So about two hours later, I went back to sleep. And two hours later, um, 6.30 in the morning, it was pitch black. But did you, well, hang on a second. Let me just rewind the clock before you can come back to six. We can come back to six o'clock in a minute. A woman what? has just walked to your door. You're in the bo- in Daniel's box room at Belle the Chuelo. Daniel's box yeah, room, it, it, my room. Yeah, okay. And, and the woman has just walked through the door in a gown, right? And, and waved it's at you and, and smiled. Yeah. And you said, who are you? And then she went back out the door and disappeared. And you, and you thought, I and think I'll just go back to sleep again. What? And you said to yourself, I'll just go back to sleep again. Did you not go down and get a cup of tea and drink calm she yourself waved. down? No, I went back to sleep. Well, wait till I tell you what happened then. Right, go on. Tell me what happened then. Two hours later, yeah. a man appeared. He didn't come into the room. He's about 48, I'd say. And I know what he was wearing distinctly. Um, a pair of kind of uh, khaki trousers, uh, brogues shoes, and a kind of uh, a ferile jumper, right? Right, okay. And he went into the bathroom, which is beside Daniel's room, and he took out a cloth and he waved it and kept smiling. And the pair of them were laughing on the corridor, the landing. So, you, no so, do you think, so do you think the two of these knew each other? I don't because know. You, so you, could, you think you could hear the two of them together laughing? There was no sound. And he picked up, I bought a dress in Zara the day before, right? Very nice. And it was hanging on the landing on the banisters and he picked it up. Right. And he started doing a dance around with it, just holding it up. And I said, do you believe in Jesus? And he shook his head from left to right, as if to say no. And what, why do you think he was waving your Zara dress around? Sorry? Why do you think just, he was... They were acting the maggot. Right. They were actually... They were funny. I don't know. That's a bit and odd. I said, what is wrong with you? But wait till I tell you what happened. No. There's more. I am. Wait till you hear. No, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, back. I'm on the edge of my seat. Wait till I tell you now. No. I was as calm as day. 
Right. I used to drink. I gave it up seven years ago. Well, that's what, know, that, was next qu- that was my next question, by the way. Did you have an old tipple or something like that? But go on. No, I did not. Right, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Jesus, I'm trying to get off the smoke because I'm a stokeaholic. But right. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and the next day, that's what frightened me. They came back again the same time. The same pair of people? The same Your man together. waving his hour address and your woman in the long coat with the hanger. They came back? Yeah. And they went in to my room. Big room. The master and it was, room, right? by the way, did Bella bark at them? No. Just the ears cocked. Right, okay. Uh, like who the hell are they? Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Ears cocked. Yeah. And I got Bella into my arms and I flew downstairs and I jumped into my car. I said, where can I go? Right. I rang the guards in Dundrum and um, they came up and they looked around the house. There's nobody in here. Are you dreaming? I said, no, I'm not. They're here. Did you tell them they were waving your Zara address around and, and the hangar and everything? Did you tell the guards the whole story? I did. But do you know what happened then? They probably thought you they probably thought you were a bit mad, did they? I don't mean that in a bad way, but do you no, know what I mean? No, we can't tell what happened. Yeah. Nile. Yeah. Um, they disappeared where they were gone, into tin air. And I went around the house and um, I, I'm not a holy Joe, by the way. But no. I, you know, are you sure, by the way, are you sure you weren't burgled? The doors and the windows were locked. But you know what happened? What? Two hours later. What happened two hours later? You probably think of it. No, two, I'm, I'm very interested. Two blackbirds came into the house and flew around the whole of my house. Right. Two. Two of them. And I ran my son. The, uh, Which one, Daniel? Morning. Daniel, yeah, yeah. The eldest son. He's in yeah. Mexico at the moment. He's in Mexico, yeah. And I said, you better. I said, get the birds out. She said, ma'am, there's no birds here. Are you all right, ma'am? I thought he was in Mexico. What? No, he's gone to Mexico now. Only oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, how did he get home I from know. Mexico so No, he quick. bought a house in... No. <laughs> so we can tell you. Oh, he's in Dunleary. Um, he bought a house in Dunleary. He yeah. did, yeah. yeah new yeah. house. And, uh, no, there's birds flying around. Right. And he went upstairs and said, mm, I do believe it. And he but, they weren't there, but they weren't there when he was there, were they? No. But he went upstairs and he checked the four bedrooms and the bathroom and the lounge room. And there was bird shit all over the windows inside, right? Right. And so he so he believed that they were there. No, I ran my doctor. I said, "Think I'm going off my head." <laughs> and the doctor came up, right. and he said, "You've got um." So you've had the pneumonia. police up. You've had Daniel up. You've had the doctor up. What did the doctor say? The doctor said, "I believe." Right. And uh, I ended up in Vincent's holding two hours, and I had double viral pneumonia. Right. I was there for six weeks and I... Do you think... Now, okay, I'm sorry to hear you had pneumonia, by the way. Yeah. So, do you yeah. think do you think you might have had a bit of a temperature and you could have been hallucinating? No, no. Right. Because when I came back, I got back on the 12th of you, May. I, I, no, don't get me wrong, you seem to have an awful lot of detail and you seem quite clear about what you saw. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. But I tell you, I got back on the 12th of May, I said, thank God I'm home. That Vincent's, you know, I had no visitors, my birthday was there, do-da-da, and same age as yourself. And I... Easter went by and do did I went by and I didn't smoke for eight weeks. Now I'm back smoking. Right. But oh Jesus. But when I came in, I sat on the couch and I said, Thank God I'm back. Right. What's that? I said under my bum. I did throw on the uh, under your bum. You know. So you sat on something. What was there? What, what was there? I've no idea, tell me. Two second dead birds. The two dead blackbirds? Yep. Uh, or on the sofa. And you sat on, on the sofa, under the trow. Under the trow. So I'm wondering... Did you take a photograph of the two dead... No, that's outrageous, I didn't. So what did, you, what did you do with the two dead blackbirds? 
I closed my eyes and I got a scoop and I just scooped them into, into a bag, bin. into a black bin. Black bin. And did you ring Daniel and tell him? I did. They what? believed me. I'm just, but I'll tell you what's after happening in the last couple of weeks. I couldn't. It took me a month to go upstairs. I've been sleeping on the couch. Oh, I'm sorry I to got hear rid that. of the couch. No, I got rid of it. Right. <laughs> and, um, oh no, I got a skip. And half the neighbours on the road here put all their stuff into it before I even No, got that's near always it. the way, isn't it? Yeah. By the, way, by the way, did you ever get the, I, I'm, I'm, can I just go back to the two people that were in the bedroom with the one with the Zara dress and the one with the, yeah. the hanger, the coat No, she was wearing a pink robe. Oh, she pink and robe. he distinctly, I don't know them. Yeah, go on. Uh, he had brogues on him and all that kind of stuff, yeah. So, he so brown brogues. Brown brogues. Dressed well. Dressed well. About 48, 49. Right. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay, but do, do you think in, in your memory, because you seem to have a good memory yeah. for detail, do, yeah. do you remember anything, like, do you think to you, I, I, I must, maybe I met them years and years and years ago. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Would, did you recognise them at all? Was right about to be recognised no. at all? No, nothing. Definitely not. Did you do a bit of research on the house? Did you I have, bought did, it 18 years ago. I'm separated yeah, that's what I'm saying. I lived in Lockmichay. No, Okay, so you bought the house second hand, is what I'm saying to you, yeah. Trisha Doyle. No, I didn't. It's not, it wasn't it, a brand new house when you bought it, was it? No, we built it in 1969 or something. Yeah, that's what I'm but, saying. So is there a possibility, like the lady who wrote the email, is there, or the man who wrote the email, is there a possibility that those two people may have lived in the house before you and they could have yeah, passed away that. or something? I don't know, Niall. They could be hanging around. But I tell you one thing, Niall. Yeah, right. I was going to ring the parish priest. I'm not a holy Joe, but I mean... Well, you might I as well. You're the guards, the doctor and Daniel. You might as well get the parish priest up as well, sure. I was going to, but what I did was, I rose with beads on every handle upstairs. Right, okay, okay. I went back to the room. I went back and I slept. But uh, and last thing I want to say, I don't hold you up. No, you're um, grand. I'm enjoying the conversation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're a wonderful person. I love your show. I, oh God, I, uh, you know, um, oh Jesus, I hope they don't come back. But I'm back upstairs now. Right. And they haven't come back. And are you, now, sli- are you sleeping well now, Anne? No. No, okay. I'm, unta- I'm like Margaret Thatcher, less. Okay, I'm, but maybe maybe you should talk to your doctor about the fact that you're not sleeping very well. That probably doesn't help matters. You know, if you, because mm. if you don't get enough sleep, and I'm not saying that you're mad, by the way, but, no. if, you, but if you don't get a sl- enough sleep, sometimes you can hallucinate. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, but I wasn't. Oh, no, it I was, know, I know. I, you see, you seem to think absolutely sure that's what you saw, and I understand what, you know, what you think. Stay there. Let me go to Rosa. Stay there for a second, Anne. Rosa, yeah. you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Rosa? Hiya. Is it Rosa or Rosa? Rosa. Rosa. Oh, Rosa. Yeah. Okay. And you had an experience as well? Yeah, it was about 10 years ago. And my sister was renting a house. And um, she's always going on. She's usual, like, like that man said, leaving her keys down here and her phone down here. And she'd look again, it was gone. I used to think, oh, whatever, you just put them somewhere. Yeah, you just think she was absent-minded or something like that, I yeah. I just think she was exaggerated, to be honest with <laughs> right, you. Right, okay. Yeah, going over the top of this. And uh, she kept saying, there's something in there. And I was like, oh, whatever. The place was always freezing. I never, at the start, I never felt anything dodgy when I walked in at anything like that. It was just always cold. And so I started saying to her, why don't you just um, get somewhere else, buy your own house instead of renting all the time? And husbands used to go out to work in the evening time and come back at night, do shift work. Yeah. So um, one night I stayed over and it was snowing, so I stayed over. She was in the other room with the baby and I was in my other niece's room. And I always sleep with a light light on. Like, I can't sleep in pitch black. No, neither can I. I have to have yeah. a light on, yeah. So I had this light on anyway, and I was just lying there, fiddling with my phone. 
and the next thing, Jesus Christ, I nearly jumped out of bed. I felt like someone poking me in the back. No. Like, just kept, like, poking, poking, poking in the back. Why were you, sit- were you sitting up in, were you sitting up in the bed? No, I was lying down on my side. Right. Oh, I see. Oh, oh. Right. Yeah. And uh, I just froze. I couldn't scream. I was afraid to look around to see, like, in case what I'd see. And then I just knew that was something like that. So I just, for some reason, I just started praying that it would go away. I tell you, Jesus took his time to get rid of it because it, was an awful, it felt like an awful long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So next morning, anyway, I, I fell asleep, though. That's the thing. Though. I didn't think I could fall asleep. I fell asleep. And next morning, I got up and I said to her, you know, I think you should really get out of here. And I told her what was And she said, I told you, I told you. So then after that, then... Um, Say it like a week later, I wouldn't go back into the house. About a week later, then I was uh, talking to her, and she said that one of the neighbours told her that there was a fellow down the road whose girlfriend and kids left him and he hanged himself. No. And the spirit has travelled through the houses, and he looked upon her and her kids as his family. And I was in the way because I kept telling her to Because she up. was a single parent with kids. So he was looking yeah, for somebody. Was yeah, gone off and yeah. Work, like. Oh, to work. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, to work. I mean, yeah. yeah. And he was, uh, he didn't like me because I was telling her to get out and, uh, you know, move and buy her own house. Right. That kind of thing. And who, so who, was, who, who told you all that, that that was the, the, the reason? Who was telling you that? Somebody. One of uh, the neighbours who right. lived on the road. Okay, yeah. okay. And, uh, and had, any, got... had anybody else seen him or. Well, it was a funny thing because there's about six people after renting the house in the, like about two years. And uh, if they, if the, the neighbour said that the people who were there before only lasted nine months. They didn't even uh, stay. So maybe they all year. had a bad, maybe they all had a bad experience. And they all got out. Yeah, and I didn't think they could actually touch you. I just thought you might see something. Well, now, I, something. I don't think Anne Anne your your two didn't touch you at all. Sure, they didn't. No, do you know what? They were actually very friendly. Yeah, they were, they were laughing. <laughs> And they'd done a dance on the landing. Yeah, you... And, and they were smiling and waving. And waving your Zara address. And they seen the dog. And they turned their head as if to say, ah, you know. Yeah. There's no sound. As you would. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so, well, yeah, so they didn't touch... What I'm trying to say is, Rosa, Anna's, Anna's or Anne's ghosts or spirits didn't touch her at all. They just kind oh, of looked right. at her and smiled and waved and waved <laughs> her Zara address. Can I say one last thing now? Yeah. I have to go for, have the second root canal. Um, another thing happened. I was born in Rathmines, right? My grandmother died. So I didn't know her. I wasn't born. Stephen says, morning. Right. Mummy heard the thud and she went up and she was dead. Right? Right. But she came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandmother. Yeah. Who I never knew. And three days, my brother, who's 11 years older, has four brothers. He was going down to a, a dance in um, a tide in Kadir. Right. And he asked my mum, the car was only four weeks old, can I borrow the Ford Cortina? You know, back in the... Uh, I, I remember the Cortina. I remember my dad had a Cortina. Yeah, I remember them well. Yeah, silver car. Brand yeah. new. Yeah. And um, she says, right, who's going? And he said, the two cousins. And three nights before he went, he seen the grandmother in the front bedroom in right. Grove Park. Right. In Rock Mines. And uh, he said, you walked through last night. This is what I could hear. I was only 10. Huh? Mm. And she left a medal beside the bed, and he put the medal in his pocket. He went to the do or the dance, yeah. and at three in the morning, my father got a phone call to say, all right, off, big crash. They were brought to Nice General. Right. And they all survived. The car was all right off. Right. Lucky for them. But the medal kept him safe. You think the medal kept him safe? Yeah. So that was a big thing years ago, miraculous medals and stuff like that. So Rosa, by the way, did she stay in the house? 
No, she she got um she bought a house in the, uh, the same area, but over four well you know a good bit away. Yeah. But um, it was funny too because a few weeks after that, then when I used to drop her home, and um, I was pulling out of our driveway and the radio and my car just went mad, and then it was like someone slapped the window, the side window. And um, I just thought, I didn't take out of and then I just thought back to that night. And then I said it to someone like who I worked with at the time, and she, she was all into all this kind of put stage around and all this kind of lark. And she said, he's angry at you because you're trying to get her out of the house. So I never went back to the house after that. Oh, <laughs> and then not long after, she bought her own house. What do you think this husband, just finally before we get to the break, what do you think this husband should do? He's basically saying the wife wants the house blessed or she's moving out. Oh, God. And now he obviously thinks she's bonkers. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hasn't seen anything. He, you know, he says the house is old and there's pipes rattle all right, but she's heard in footsteps and he thinks she's just forgetful and that's why she doesn't remember where she left things. I think there is something in it, though. If, yeah. she, if she is like that, I think she should do, get the house blessed and, oh, jeez, I don't know. Because so, some of the girl went down to that house and put foreign sage all over the place, but the thing came back and started poking me in the back, so yeah. I don't think that works. So no. maybe to get a priest and to bless it, oh, God, you could open a whole book. Um, you could. It's like those old movies. Remember years ago when the young couple the used to... Do you remember the, the old kind of horror movies and the couple would move into a house and then yeah. as soon as they walk in the door they hear, Get out. <laughs> if that was me, I'd be just gone. I wouldn't be right, hanging around die. to find out. She's go near the place. That lady's on the phone sound. Do you remember um, Phoenicia or Glen Rowe? That's who she reminds me of. Her voice reminds me of her. Well, I have to tell you, she tells a wonderful story. You know, I mean, I, obviously yeah. she believes it's all true, but she tells a wonderful story. If I saw anything, I think, I, I don't, I think I'd just run. I wouldn't be able to saw anything. I'd never be able to get this vision out of my head. Two ghosts dancing around her bedroom with her Zara dress in her hand. <laughs> Anyway, listen, thanks. Thanks, Rosa. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. What advice would you give to this husband? You know, they're newly married in their dream home, and it is a second-hand house, and the wife and the mother-in-law are convinced the house is haunted and want to get a parish priest over to bless it, whereas the husband obviously thinks the two of them are bonkers. What do you think? The number's 87 8 Let me go to Mary. Mary, you're in Ireland's classic kids. Mary, I don't know what I would do in this situation. You know, you marry somebody, you move into your dream home, and all of a sudden your wife starts thinking she's hearing things all over the house and there's ghosts in I mean, what would you do? Mary? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, Mary, just turn off the radio in the background. Oh, hello, how are you? How are you doing, Mary? What would you do in this situation? Well, um, I, I, had, I never believed in ghosts or anything like that, but it can all be resolved because I had an experience when I was working and living in the States. Okay. I was, I was taking care of two young adopted children, two little girls. And anyway, the the lady I was working for, for she was from Scotland and her husband was from New York. Okay. Lovely people. And they bought this beautiful house anyway, a huge house, and it was on the street. And the husband and the wife were putting lots of money into it, painting, decorating, big major investments. So anyway, um, I used to be over there every week and the, um, the parents, the mother said to me anyway, she said, you know, the little girl is having difficulty sleeping because she said there's a ghost under her bed. And um, she said that the teacher said that she's upset at school, so there's something going on, but we don't know what it is. Okay. So anyway, I'd be never... quite common, I suppose, for children to believe that there's ghosts. Yeah. It would be, wouldn't so, it, I suppose, yeah. Um, 
I never believed in anything until I experienced it myself. So anyway, I was over there one evening and they they had a big basement, so they had loads of doors and the garage and the whole lot downstairs. And um, I was upstairs and it was around eight o'clock in the evening. The little girls were gone to bed. The parents were gone out. There were big socializers and... Um, my cousin actually in Ireland at the time was was in a, in a coma and I was seeing a novena for him um, and I had the TV on and the next thing I heard like heavy footsteps coming up the basement stairs like a big heavy strong man with boots or something you know right and I was like Jesus I you know I'm not imagining things here I'm not hearing I'm not imagining this and then the door shot open in front of me and then there was like like you know as if somebody had a flash lamp and kind of flicked it around okay like a light kind of flashing around yeah and then the radio went on then the television went off and then the doorbell started ringing so I was like oh my god you must have been terrified Like to this day, I can tell you now the blood would be draining from my body if I I heard that. Everybody loves the story, (laughs) but it wasn't a good story. No, in it in the middle of it. No. So anyway, um, the parents came home and like the New Yorker, the husband. Anyway, he didn't believe in any of this, so I I just told them. So what? He just thought you were a bit mad or something, did he? Oh, is it you're telling our daughter about these, you know, horror stories? Is that why she's seeing a ghost underneath the bed and all this? But the wife that um, was from Scotland, she believed everything I said. And she says, oh, she said, Mary, you're right. There's something going on in this house. She says, I'm hearing all sorts of doors banging. And she says, our daughter is telling us that she sees a a big man at the end of her bed and all this. Sounds like the same man. So anyway, I kind of... I, I'd have a fair bit of faith myself, so I went off and I I was working in a health centre at the time and I was telling these people about it. And one of the people working there were telling me that there was a trapped spirit in the house. and you need A lost to, soul, so to speak, yeah. Well, they call it trapped spirits. So mm, okay. Anyway, I started kind of looking at the house and investigating and in one of the bathrooms, the um, the marble floor of the tiles was like split and cracked like like you know thunder and lightning and then I started talking to the neighbours and they said to me oh there was a there was a man murdered in this street and he was a brother to uh, the owner of the house about 50 years ago and then the man in the house took his own life and there was no masses, no religion or anything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, this man that specialised in this problem said to me, he said, you're going to have to, he said, open all the windows and let the spirit out. Start putting holy water all over the house. The house will have to be blessed. I wouldn't say the New Man's York husband to was too happy about that, was he? Oh, he was. <laughs> he was. Oh, we're all great friends. We still are. But um, anyway, I would talk and I started when they were heading out in the weekends. I started giving holy water bottles to the two daughters and they were having great fun. And we opened all the doors and we put holy water everywhere. (laughs) 
<laughs> and dousing the place in holy water. I'm enjoying it. And, uh, uh, you know, I believe in that myself growing up here in Ireland. But anyway... Um, was that the end of it then? Did it go away, do you think? No, it was still going on. So the the husband, actually, from New York, he was Jewish. And um, he started... They started having a big ceremony in the house and they had beautiful mm. candles and anyway it resolved the problem well that's well, i'm glad the problem was resolved but very quickly mayor because i've a lot of people to get to here they're all kind of I, i'm quite surprised by the amount of people with similar experiences by the way would you think the husband should just pander to the wife so and let the priest come and bless the house oh they did all of that but then they no no i'm talking about in this email do you, do you, do you think he should let her bless the house then yeah that's probably Definitely. the best thing. Yeah, okay. Definitely. Okay. Uh, Mary, thanks for that. Appreciate you coming on the air. Just shocking stories. Teresa, you're an Ireland classic kid. How you doing, Teresa? Hey, you, Niall. <laughs> How you doing? I'm losing the will here. Uh, oh, I'm losing the will myself. Listening <laughs> to all this. Yeah. Teresa, you had an experience as well. I've had a few experiences, Niall. I'm I shocked by the amount of people ringing in with experiences. I'm, t- I'm just shocked. I'm blown away by the amount of people ringing in with experiences. But go on. Yeah. Well, I actually moved into a house and um, I think it was around 1993, 1994. The kids were quite young at the time. Mm. And um, the fourth thing was local kids on the road were saying to me, that house is haunted that you're moving into. Of course, it just passed it off, you know, as you do. Yeah, of course. But uh, I was only uh, a few weeks in the house and um, I had kids sleeping in the front bedroom upstairs uh, in two sets of bunk beds. So I was sitting there one night and the kids were watching uh, The Simpsons and I was sitting reading the newspaper on the sofa and the youngest one was asleep with her head in my lap at the time and it was like this uh, unmerciful noise from upstairs and the, exactly what came into my head was somebody was dragging a set of the bunk beds across the bedroom floor. Oh, I know the sound you're talking like, like the kind of legs scratching off. Yeah. The gra- yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, dragged right across dragged the floor. Across, yeah. And because it was only Lino in the bedrooms at the time, it was just really, really You'd loud. hear everything, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and it was coming like from directly over my head. Now, so whose kids, bedroom was that? Was that one of the children's bedrooms? It was, it was the kids' bedroom. Yeah, okay. So anyway, at the time, all the kids looked to me and of course, I was hid behind the newspaper because I, I, I think the colour had drained out my face. So there was nobody, there was nobody missing downstairs. No, everybody no, was there, no. so you knew everybody was accounted for. So everybody was present <laughs> and accounted for. Yeah. And the youngest one was asleep on, on my lap. Right. Okay. And I swear to God, Niall, some, one of the kids said to me, "Ma'am, what are you going to do?" And I said, well, oh, "Go to the I toilet." Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's uh, what I, was I was shaking going up those stairs. Yeah. And I went into the bedroom and there wasn't a thing out of place. So that was like, that gave me the, the willies, you know, put the willies up me. Of course it did. A brave woman and going up the stairs, up. by the way. Yeah, I, I'd be oh, set, I, know, I tell you I, what, I I'd be sending terrified. you up the stairs, Teresa. I wouldn't be going up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was it, Niles, with the kids, yeah. you know what I mean? Go on ahead there, Teresa. You go on up the stairs. I wait. I keep sketched yeah. down here for you, all right? <laughs> no, I was it. I, I, there was no man. <laughs> I know. I know. So, uh, Jesus. Anyway, a, cu- a couple of weeks later, uh, somebody said to me, we were all out, and when I came back, somebody said there was somebody looking out your window. There was an old woman looking out my ah, window. Ah, would you stop? Ah, I'd, I'd be gone. Back. I'd be sat in the house to sit for right, sale. house so be up. <laughs> anyway, I went and I got the local priest because there was other little things, you know, niggly yeah, things, yeah. like stuff that I knew that I'd left somewhere and that wasn't there and they were moved somewhere else. And right. 
was a load of stuff. Anyway, I got the local priest to bless the, the house. But uh, and when he ca- I'm just curious what the priest does when he comes around. Does he does yeah. he use that thing with the, the holy water, like splashing it everywhere and saying yeah. things? Yeah, absolutely. He, yeah. It's not like the movie now. He doesn't do the whole thing that they do in the, the no, exorcism. No, it wasn't here. an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> but, May uh, the power yeah. of Christ so, anyway, compel I was in you. Bed compel you. Morning. I was in bed one morning, and it was a summer's morning. Yeah. And the sun started to, you know, the light was coming into the bedroom, and that and I was lying there wide awake, debating whether to get up. Only yeah. about half past six. Yeah. And the next thing was, it was like somebody got into the bed behind me. I was lying on my side looking at the window. It's like somebody got into the bed behind me and I felt the arm or whatever it was coming around to me and pushing me down into the bloody mattress. Oh, now, <laughs> people saying that was all in your mind. No, that wasn't in my mind. I physically felt that. Like I was being crushed down into the bed. And all I could do. And did it feel like somebody I, was holding you? I was being. It felt like I was being held down. Right. Okay. But all I could do was scream in my head. I couldn't get a sound out. Right. The fear. I was absolutely petrified. I don't know how you say it so, in the house. I that was. I, and I was sleeping in the back. And did they just let you? Did, did it just vanish then? Let you go and vanished. Yeah. Well, I started to pray in my head. Right. You know? Okay. And then it just kind of faded. And would you be normally but, a religious person? No, not normally. Okay. I, I mean, I have me beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. You know, but I just started praying in my head, please make this go. Like, I mean, I was caught up in my throat with just fear. Yeah. So that that really put the heebie-jeebies into me. So I switched bedrooms with the kids. I didn't know which was the worst evil. <laughs> <laughs> but to cut a long story short, anyway, I thought I... When I, I eventually moved out of that house, I met somebody and I moved away. And my daughter still lives there. And does she have I, any experiences? Uh, sh- mm, not really. Okay, maybe we shouldn't be telling when her. When I go it. to visit her, I I get just get the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad you let your daughter live there now. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, she seems. Any sign of any 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 sign of the woman in the window again? No. Uh, well, I've never seen anybody. Right. Okay. I've never actually seen anybody, but it was just you know horrible little things that went on that say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're just fine. in relation to this email that we got then from the fellow who thinks his wife and mother-in-law are mental cases. Do you think he they should take he should be a little bit more considerate of their feelings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I I'm I'm convinced that the something follows me because anywhere I've ever lived, things have happened. So do you, you think mean, the spirit like might be I attached to you then, rather than the house? I don't know. I I but. What happened to me in the bedroom that time felt like it was something evil. Right. Where normally it doesn't feel evil, it feels playful. I get, I you know, get what like, you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mischievous, yeah, no, normally just mischievous right. more the than... toothbrush yeah, knocked yeah. in half on the bathroom floor and stuff, you know, right. and there's only me, I live on my own. And would keys be going missing and things being misplaced and that kind of stuff? Things would, yeah, definitely things right, would okay. be misplaced and, you know, like, um, oh, it's just weird. I just feel like... like I mean, I had jewellery disappear off the me, me dressing table in my bedroom while I went in for a shower. When I came back out, it was gone, and I was the only one in the house. See, that kind of stuff would worry you, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, it never resurfaced. No. You so know? you never found it again? No. I mean, I put it on the dressing table when I was going into the shower, which was an ensuite shower, yeah, and, and when I came back out, the jewellery was gone. These spirits are like magpies, God bless in them. the house. Yeah. No magpies. Bedroom windows weren't open. No, no, no. I'm just saying these spirits seem to be like magpies because somebody mentioned earlier on as well they were taking things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, terrible story. Um, yeah. I'm glad you're through it now and everything is okay again. I feel sorry for your daughter now. She's living there. But 
Uh, she's not having any problems. Yeah, that's because it's fo- followed you, Teresa. Followed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teresa, thanks for telling us the story. Appreciate it. Let me go to Mary. Mary in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, you know. It's like Halloween here today. Oh, it's marvellous. Isn't it? It's marvellous. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's marvellous. Right, okay. The men in question should get in touch with the psychic medium. Do you believe in them? <clears throat> I definitely do because I lived in a haunted house for a while. Um, and what can, a, what can a psychic medium <clears throat> do about it? She can clear the spirit back to the light. The late Sandra O'Hara was the lady in question. Right. Um, basically, when I moved into the house, the electricity wouldn't work. The landlord got everything checked. It was working for a few minutes. Then... Uh, it went off. I, I had thrown the kettle in the bin because I thought... Oh, you thought that was short, short. You thought it was a short yeah. circuit or something, yeah. Um, the next morning, I came down. The kettle was on the worktop. Right. They took it back out of the bin. I myself in the dog in the house. And why do, you, why, um, do you think, why do you think a spirit would take the kettle out of the bin and put it back on the counter again? Because one messing with me, it was oh, a child. Right. A child. And there were drawings on the window. And there were like animals that were being drawn in the condensation. Right. And um, I used to call the spirit Charlie. And I'd say, come on, Charlie, draw me another picture. And and by the way, how did, you, how did you find out it was a child? The medium Sandra told me. Oh, Sandra the medium told you. Yes. And right. there was also a woman that was outside and she was an animal lover. Absolutely. Didn't never come into the house. But there was also a man in the house. And like some of your callers, I was in bed one night and the next thing I felt something sitting on my legs. I couldn't move. So that was terrifying. Um, If I was up in the sitting room, my dog at the time, Lucy, would go barking mad into a corner. Dogs seem to sense these things, don't they? Yes, definitely. But um, Sandra told me that the man in question had been hanged out in the garden between two trees during the black and tan time. Right. And the little boy that was there had been killed in a farm accident on the nesting cart. Right. Now she did... Lots of tragedy going on there, wasn't there? Was. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. she said that the man was like wore a robes of some sort. He was maybe a religious... Right person or something, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not meaning to rush you, Mary, but I've got about 60 seconds here, so I've got to get to the end. So what, what happened in the end? That she got them to go back to the light, and there was no more... Like in that movie Poltergeist, where they sent them back yes, to the light. Yes, yeah, she right. got them to go, but we never had any more problems. Right. After, even after I moved out, there was no... Now, now don't get me wrong, but do, do you think some of these psychics or mediums are chancers? No. Do you think they're all genuine, are they? Well... Sandra definitely was. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Sandra. I'm talking about in general. Do you think some of them are chancers? Some of them, and they're not. No, they could yeah. tell me stuff about. I think some of them. I think some of them are chancers. Some of them are a bit nutty, but you know, there may be genuine ones as well. You but I think and I, that Leo were born in St. Pat's, so was I, right. and uh, some of them were able to tell me stuff about my childhood. Right. Okay, okay, Mary, I'm sorry I cut you short, and uh, I, I was intrigued by your story just as I was by everybody else's today. Intrigued is probably an understatement. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.